I left the city, I've been browsing. Treading water that they drowning. My head on the swivel. Yeah. It's only really my surroundings. Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Hello and welcome to episode 157 of the Smash Accept podcast. I'm your host, Michael Royer. You can find me on Twitter at DynastyDadFF, and I have a trade problem. Our our guest tonight needs no introduction. He is obviously part of the, the DAP Network and Trade Addicts podcast, super involved in, in Fantasy Cares and, and all the things with Scott Fishbowl. The man, the myth, the legend, Dynasty Outhouse, Russ Fisher himself. How you doing, brother? I am just over the moon to be here with all y'all fellas. It's been a while, right? Like we 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 were talking a little bit today. It was like when this was the Dynasty Dad Pod. I believe you were on episode three. Now we're at you know episode one fifty seven. Where has things gone as far as at that point? It was just the Trade Addicts Pod. Since then, you've kind of developed an entire network over there. Yeah, um, there was a joke running for a couple of years that never let Russ on your podcast because he'll just start taking it over, and, and that never really stopped. Uh, it moved on to Dynasty Game Night. And then Hello? Uh, Dynasty Wall Street, also that happened too. So like, you know, I just kept making podcasts and people kept asking me to do podcasts. I'm like, I'm not going to say no. You know, I, I do it during the day. So my wife can't get mad at me. Uh, and then everything else after that is just, you know, all about fantasy cares, all about Scott Fishbowl, all about, well, we just finished up filling the eliminator. So that's, that's nice. But now, you know, the big deal is uh, fantasycares.org slash shop, and you can go buy some ridiculously amazing stuff. And, like, last year, like, two years ago, I had such a hand in actually, like, designing some of the, the logos, some of the divisions, some, like, all the avies. Last year, I made, like, three or four, so I could at least still say, like, yeah, man, I designed stuff. This year, like, they just started cranking out this amazing stuff, and I'm just like, I will bring down the average if I start trying to do something. So I'm just like, you guys go. And last I checked, there were 271 designs, and all of them are awesome. So I am going to go so broke buying all of these shirts and hats and whatever the hell else I can buy because I I like food a lot. Like, thankfully, <laughs> the screen cuts off right here, like hiding the big thing I got going on, you know, the big belly I got going on, but it's... It's gonna go. It's gonna get bad. Like I'm gonna have a brand new wardrobe and probably just buy a size up now because seeing these logos is gonna make me want to go eat the food while. <laughs> yeah, the food theme is Love awesome. It. I mean, you see, like, you see the Taco Bell shirts and you see all these different ones. And I'm like you said, I'm drafting live in Philly at, at Geno Steaks, so I'm I'm gonna be getting that shirt. And I, like, this is just that fun time of year. You get the invite. It feels like Christmas every single year, you know. And then you st- we just got we're about halfway done with the Dynasty Dad Eliminator, and that's just fun. You know, talking with everybody and just and what kind of settings John Bosch has. And it's this entire year is just this time of year is so fun. It, it gets 
and it, and we have to keep in mind, like you said, what it's all about, you know, and making sure we raise as much money as possible for fantasy cares and like, you know, make sure you guys follow Russ with that. Make sure you guys follow Scott Fish. Check out all the hashtags. Tonight's show I'm excited to talk about because, you know, your trade show. Talk to me a little bit of how that got started because I know you make a ton of trades. You know, you have the outhouse challenge. There's so many different things that you guys do over there. How did you come up with the Trade Addicts podcast? And, you know, is it from, from how many leagues you've been in? And talk to me a little bit about the story. Well, it's really, really, really weird. Um, I am, okay, well, I've been doing the podcast for like five years at this point. So I am by no means the same person I was back then. Back then, like, I was terrified of people. I'm still pretty scared of people, but I'm a little better now. Like, I, I it would never have occurred to me in any world whatsoever that I would create a podcast. That I would want people to hear what I have to say because I didn't think anybody cared or anyone, like what I had to say was worthwhile. But I was in redraft for years and years and years and like back then it was like oh my god russ you're in three leagues how do you handle that and like yeah, yeah. and my i slowly started to learn that my favorite part of all of that was trading and yeah keeper leagues you could trade a little bit because even though there still needs to be a whole lot of fairness to it you can trade us you know an older guy you can go trade nick chubb for you know, Amon Ross St. Brown for next year. That's a bad example because he's producing like hell already. But like, you know what I mean? It's like, there's a little bit of trading for next year. Uh, not enough. And, and then one day I was new to Twitter at the time and found my way to Evan Silva, which found my way to Rich Rebar, which found my way to Rotoviz, which found my way to DLF, which found my way to, I only did 16 leagues the first year. Um, my biggest problem was finding dynasty in the beginning of the summer. Like I, I found it in that like June, May, June area. Like if I found it in August, I would have done two leagues and it would have been great. But like, I took over two teams that leagues, like, let's start another one. Okay, cool. Let's draft. Okay, cool. Well, then that guy wants to start a league with other people and needs people. And I'm like, well, I want friends and I want to keep playing. So I just, all of a sudden I'm like, oh, sh how did I get into six? Okay, cool. Let's go. And then after that year, it just made me, and just a confluence of me being in those leagues, me realizing that I send a lot more trade offers than anyone else does and not being thrilled with the trading podcasts that were out back then. And I could say that because at this point, so many people are so young, they don't remember which I'm talking about. Um, that I was just like, I think I can do that. I don't know what made me think I could do that. Cause again, I never talked to anyone before, but I'm like, cool. I can do, yeah, let, let's do that. Wait, how do you do that? Okay, cool. So I just bought a microphone, bought, well, I didn't buy headphones cause everybody has a crap pair of headphones and that's all you really need. And, and then I just, Oh man, my first episode was literally 10 minutes long. It was just me trying to like give an idea of what my idea for the show was. It was the most edited piece of garbage I've ever heard in my life. Like I was like, every time I stuttered, I stopped, erased, did it again. Like it was, oh wow. Uh, and then it just evolved. I don't even know how it evolved or like, I get that I do this myself and there's no one that can physically cancel my show. But, like, I'm surprised I haven't gotten canceled at this point because I still feel like I have no idea what I'm doing. I have no idea what I'm talking about. I have no idea why anyone wants to listen to me or hear what I have to say. But I, I just keep putting out shows and people keep not 
telling me to stop. So I keep talking and, and that's, you guys are not stopping me and I am still talking and it will keep going unless someone's asked a question or something. I love it because when I listen to your show, it's entertaining. You know, it's not just the the actual analysis and talking about things, but there's that entertaining factor. And, you know, we try to mix that in too, but your your sense of humor and how you get things going, like a lot of shows, they literally just look at the trade. Here it is. This is what I'm doing. This is what I'm taking. And at Smash, except we're all about trying to build the community of like, you know, that's why we started our Patreon and having people, you know, we can discuss these trades and go things. And tonight's show is going to be almost exclusively show or, trades from our patreon chat you know so we wanted to get your opinion on that mung john you know we're gonna try to chop up some of these and let's just jump right into it you know because i think all of us love breaking it down from different angles and we love hearing it that way so the first trade is sent in from dane madoshe uh actually two guys him and noah green both in the patreon both actually started doing a little bit of content creating for smash except great guys uh make sure you go follow both of those but they they had a trade here and the one thing I want to talk about is these guys said they went back and forth just DMing, trying to figure out, hey, what's your need? What do you guys want? What are we doing here? One team is all in. The other one's looking to rebuild. And I can't stress enough how much it's it's more of your actual talking instead of salesmanship, your, your idea of trying to create that relationship and bond together where you're like, not just saying, take this guy. You know, nobody likes that. So the first deal we're looking at, Dane gets Drake London, Chigozium and Onkonkwo, a 25 second and a 24 first that looks to be mid to late, but he's rebuilding. Noah Green gets Cooper Cup, Ramondre Stevenson, and Dallas Goddard. Russ, I'm going to start with you on that one. Which side do you like more? And then let's talk a little bit about the idea because to me, it's all about knowing your league mates and creating that. You start burning bridges in your leagues and the trade, trade attic part of it, your trade negotiation just starts to die. Yeah, that's the (laughs) trade addicts, the leagues also have evolved a little bit. But from the very, very beginning, it's always been more about having fun than it has been about, like, not about winning because you want to win. Everybody wants to win. But the price is relatively low. It started out as $36. But then I'm like, oh, hey, this guy, Scott Fish, says we could donate money from fantasy football. That's brilliant. So I pushed it up to 42. So we you know, we're able to donate a bunch of money also, but, and it's still lower on the end of a lot of buy-ins. And part of that is because I want people to do stuff they wouldn't normally do. I want them to go have fun. And I don't know if you guys know, or if anyone listening, that's how the J Mike invitational happened, which was at J Mike check. One of the greatest human beings in the world ended up with, I believe it was 16 out of the first 19 picks in the draft. And he made a video for each of those picks and was a huge, huge jerk about it by picking Travis Etienne first and Trevor Lawrence at the 112. So he just he knew I couldn't use that league for my ADP and jerk, 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 jerk. But like it's but it leads to stuff like that. Like that's the whole point. The whole point of fantasy football to me is fun. It's a game like cool, like I get it. People are in for the gambling. People are in for the whatever. I'm not saying you're wrong. That's what's good for you. But for me, this is about a game. And especially if you play like that, especially if you're in a league that like the trade addicts league, where they're all random, 98% random. And what I'll do is after a name gets drawn, I will reach out to the person and be like, look, this is what the leagues are about. This league is about fun. And if your response to that is, well, winning is fun, then I'm sorry, then you're not for this league because 
these are for fun. These are for silly things. Of course, yes, you want to win because there's money involved. You do want, you want to win or for the basis need of the winner gets to choose the charity. I mean, so there's, there's plenty of reasons why you would want to win, but still that that's not really the point of this. So yes, absolutely. Right. Like why try and pull the wool over someone's eyes on one trade when that might be the last time you ever get to trade. And that's one less person that you're going to get to deal with. And that just lowers the amount of, Wow. Lowers the amount of goodness you can do for your team. And that's not good English, but I got the point across. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, John, I know you look at this when you look mm-hmm. at trades and you're always a, a win now guy. And Russ, you put that up there. Like I was talking about J Mike and I saw that video a couple years ago and I just did that in smash three. I had picks one through 12 and then six seconds. So I was like, it, it's just a fun idea. You know, it is awesome. But John, you know, you're looking at this and you've been on the rebuild side. You've been on the, the win now side. Mm-hmm. Which side do you like out of this trade? Let's let's cover from that angle. Yeah, and I, I will come at a lot of these trades tonight from a contender win now kind of perspective. Just to guys give you guys that kind of perspective. And shout out to Dane and Noah, a couple of great guys you guys should follow. In this case, I really did think there was a bit more value on the Cup Goddard-Stevenson side. Again, that was over... Drake London, Chig, a 24 first and a 25 second. If I kind of break that one down, I did like that contender side a bit more. And I think that in this case, Noah took advantage of kind of getting some vet discounts and, you know, Cooper Cup coming off of injury. He was crushing it for the first half of last year. I think he went down in week nine. He, 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 I think he was, um, he just dominated in 2021 all year. So, I think that he um, is getting him at a discount and I think Ramondre and Goddard are going to do fantastic this year. So, you know, and at the same time, I love the approach to the trade because Dane's getting hooked up with assets that are really going to be fun to build around. I love Drake London, love Chig and that 24 first, I will say this, if it ends up being earlier, that could start to tip the scales on this trade over time in this particular league. But um, that's kind of how I look at it. I like that contender side for Noah. The fact that it is not, Noah's first coming to him is huge. Oh, right like, on, right on. The first, if like I'm giving someone Cup Stevenson and Goddard, I don't want their first anymore because it's yeah. going to be later. Well said. Yeah, yeah, that's mm-hmm. a great point. And then this one, he said, I think he said eight to ten range. You know, and and a lot of times that eight to ten range, two injuries later becomes the five six and kind of goes in that mm-hmm. way. Mung, you and I are both huge on Drake London, have Matier above Cooper Cup, but is this enough for you? You know, if you're in that rebuilding time because a lot of times we look at that rebuild and let's say you know cooper cup goes down early to injury now all of a sudden if you're a rebuilding team and you haven't moved cooper cup now you're in a situation where you know he's going to be 29 30 years old and you have a depreciating asset i love ramondre stevenson but let's break this one down a little bit further well first can you guys hear me now absolutely you sound wonderful all right i i I feel like that guy in the verizon commercial from like 10 years ago but all right now that we've got that out of the way uh, I, I would equate value-wise, and, you know, John is listed as win now, John, if you guys are watching this on YouTube. But mm-hmm. in the offseason, I, I guess I would just be value mung because I, I don't know if my teams are going to contend or rebuild yet. So I'm just trying to trade for value where I can, of course, like Russ said, without trying to screw anybody over with injury news or anything, you know, in bad faith. But you're always trying to build value. And for me, I would equate uh, Stevenson and Cup roughly to London in the first. And for me, I'd much rather have Goddard over Chig Aconquo and a 2025 second. Um, I I don't remember if he was exactly a fourth or fifth round pick, 
but he's a smaller tight end as well. And a lot of people are on a Conquo because of the lack of target competition in Tennessee. But, uh, you know, I was a guy who was pretty high on Anthony Ferkser a couple of years back. That didn't work out so well. And to me, I, I try to learn from my mistakes. And while Conquo is more athletic than Ferkser was, I still think he's going to be used quite a bit as a blocker. Um, so for me, uh, the Goddard side swings it. Wait, wait, yeah. wait, wait, wait. Did you say Cup and Stevenson equals London and a first? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are those the words that came out of your mouth? Yeah, because I would. You might need to have words if that's the case. Or, on which side? Because to me, those equate fairly well. I'm not sure I'd give up London for Cup and Stevenson. Now, don't get me wrong. The production out of Cup and Stevenson is going to go nuts. Like, they are going to do really well. But like you said, value-wise right now, London's probably close to, what, wide receiver 10-ish? You know, probably okay, maybe like 12 to 14. And, well, again, Cup is going to be great. Stevenson will not get the respect he deserves because he's on the Patriots. And they didn't bring in anyone worthwhile Sorry, James Robinson, you used to be worthwhile. But like, so yeah, they they will produce very well. And this is, you know, getting them on your team if you want to produce is exactly the right move. But man, like, honestly, I take the London in the first side because if you ask me, you know, like London for Cup and Goddard maybe and the 24 firsts, 25 second and Chig over Stevenson. Like, to me, this, this is, it's not bad by any means because... It's funny, like I'm writing an article for DLF right now that says there are two ways you handle the offseason, what I think is the right way and what is the side that gives me the warm and fuzzies. The right way is just worrying about value because if you're in an active enough league, your team won't look like what it looks like now that Mm -hmm. it will be when the season starts. Not to mention like, oh, I'm weak at running back too. No, No, you're not. You don't have to set a lineup for four months. And who knows, like half your team could be injured by the time the season comes yeah, around. Good advice. You're going to be weak at a lot more than just, so why spend the capital, I almost said money, because it's not real money, on wide, on a running back too when it just doesn't really matter. But sometimes it's just great to look down and be like, we start 10 people, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. Oh, yes. That's, and don't get me, like, I absolutely do that. If I do that, getting Cups, Stevenson, and Goddard, legitimately warm and fuzzies even thinking about it even though this isn't my trade but value wise to me this is like you could do so much with london a 24 first and if you're talking a decent premium like you could even use chig as a little bit of a bump in a trade i i really really like that young side and i don't think that takes long to be able to turn that into a production side also but again if you just want to win this year that 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 vet side is great well, I, you brought up a great point as far as so many people right now, and this is, keeps shifting further and further this way, is we Dynasty so cyclical, right? We, we talk about how we want to build our roster, and now all of a sudden we get to this May-June area, and now we're trying to fill lineups as opposed to just accumulating value. So I, I see that so many times. People are like, I should, I'm going to go trade my 24 first for Derrick Henry right now. I'm going to go trade my 24 first for Mike Evans. Look at my roster now not the time to do that, right? You don't need that 24 first is not going to depreciate an asset that is going to only continue to grow. Whereas, you know, you have something Derek Henry goes down at camp. Someone goes, gets an injury. I understand what you're saying there completely. So I love London. I love this trade in general, because both guys, to me, the most important part of this is 
you know, when, when you do a trade and you do a really good trade and John, you and I've had some back and forth where it's eight, 10, 12, we're going back and forth. We're talking about it. No doubt. At the end, we both kind of like it, but we're both kind of like, like yeah. ah, Oh my God. Like, why did he do that? He just, right. and, yeah. And the both <laughs> are the best ones in this. Well, I you're both feeling some pain. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I talked to both these guys and they're both like, I think I gave up too much. And the other guy's like, did I? And they both DM me afterwards. And it was just a great overall experience being part of that with the Patreon. Mm-hmm. Um, another trade sent in from Andrew Cessary. This is one where I really got to preface it. Making trades without direction is just pure insanity. People do it all the time. Andrew messaged me and he's like, hey, what do you think about this roster? And I said, well, what's the direction? Not quite sure. So let's start, let's start making some directive trades. Let's see what happens. Let's start doing this. And we actually... Cranked out three of them in one day. His first day in the Patreon, he started talking to me. We just started cranking him out. The first one, he receives Chris Godwin, DJ Moore, J.K. Dobbins, and a mid-24 first for T. Higgins and Ramondre Stevenson. So, John, I'm going to let you, you know, you've been looking at things as far as from the win-now perspective. you got three guys here. Just to preface it, at the time, he was starting Michael Thomas, and I believe... He was really weak at that flex position. So we're starting to look to it kind of like what Russ said is we're trying to elaborate more, extrapolate more value, get a little bit more depth in this particular trade. Yeah. Yeah. On this trade, I definitely lean towards the Godwin, DJ Moore, Dobbins, 24 first over again, over Higgins and Stevenson. I do think that Higgins is the best overall asset, but sometimes I think that might, yeah, and, and I'm, I'm getting a little nervous because in Russ's background is T. Higgins, <laughs> but I'm going to I'm gonna kind of hold it, hang in there here and um, try to defend this. I, I have a feeling Russ is going to come after me, but <laughs> uh, no, I just think that there's a lot of good value there. And again, I think we're getting some vet discounts here. J.K. Dobbins, I think, is, is absolutely one of the best buys right now, in my opinion. I think that uh, he, he, he is just kind of been a little bit overlooked. I mean, Baltimore didn't really do much there. Lamar is healthy, motivated. Uh, so I really like that piece. And then Godwin, I think, is being discounted a bit because of Baker right now. And, okay, it's fair, and the offensive line might struggle. But Godwin is a guy that always gets open, and he, he's going to provide that production in a, in a kind of a contender win-now type of move. Mm-hmm. DJ Moore. Pretty exciting to see what he can do with Justin Fields. And, and you get kind of the um, insulation of having a 24 first here. You know, my one question here is like, are you going to, if you're contending here, are you going to turn around and flip the 24 first for another asset? Um, make sure that you know your direction and you're kind of going with all these assets in that same direction. Yeah. But I, that was kind of the side. I mean, as much as I love T Higgins, I have him on a lot of my rosters. Russ, don't, don't crush me on this. I did think there was a little more value on that side. Well, and I think that was his 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 hangup, right? The original offer was Godwin, Moore, and Dobbins. He said, give me a list of guys that you would be buying. And J.K. Dobbins is absolutely one of those for me. Mm-hmm. 5.9 yards per carry when yeah, he's healthy. Yeah. And even at 80% of what he was last year coming off the injury, now he looks healthy and he was still putting up solid numbers. You know, he would lead the NFL in rushing over the final eight weeks of the season. This was a trade where I looked at it and I was like, all right, not really comfortable with that. Just see if he'll throw you a 24 first. And he did, you know, and I know, Russ, you, you have the T Higgins behind you. But for me, Godwin and, and a 24 first for Higgins feels nice. But DJ Moore and J.K. Dobbins for Stevenson is what we call an absolute smash, except in this one. Can you can you steer me the other way or are you with him on this one? No, I, I, I'm never happy when trading away T Higgins. But if I'm going to, Truth. it's going to look something like this because 
it's really funny. Like you said, let's pick a direction. And honestly, like this, <laughs> you said you weren't sure which direction and then you make this trade and I get that you're getting a 24 first, but this is a competing move. 100%. Yeah. Like you moved off of the two youngest pieces in here. I think um, I'm not sure about Stevenson and Dobbins, but they're probably close enough. Um, but I, yeah, I completely agree with Godwin. Godwin is just so darn good. I don't care who his quarterback is. Again, DJ Moore. We've seen DJ Moore be very good with very, very bad quarterback play. I firmly believe that Justin Fields is the best quarterback he's played with. Nothing against Cam Newton when he was younger, but the two styles don't mesh. Like, there's no finesse to what Cam Newton used to do, and that means there's no throwing a man open. It was just hitting him in the face with a fastball every single time, and I think Fields is a little better at that. And I'm with you on Dobbins. He was my favorite I know he's not, he wasn't the best, but he was my favorite running back coming in that year. And I am all in on a healthy Dobbins and a more exciting Lamar-led offense. And then, like, you're right, the 24 first, it, it makes you feel better that you got a little older, but you get that insulation. And then right away, got to be honest, like, I see what – I know you said his team was – the talent and value was a little condensed, but I see what I can add that 24 first to to upgrade somewhere just because – yeah. I, I need, I like, That's I get that most. itch. Like, I don't need a first on my team right now because I'm competing. So, what can I do with it? Bingo. And I need just to say out loud, real quick, I love, like, I want John to just sit in the background <laughs> of all my shows because he literally just starts clapping when he agrees. No, he's you. a hype man. He's, and it, he's, it, yeah. it makes me so happy. <laughs> <laughs> Monk, you guys weren't, weren't vibing on the first one, but I know T. Higgins is a guy that I know you've been looking into, and a lot of people seem way too far down on in the dynasty community. I mean, I ever saw some people calling him, you know, discounted versions of this or that. What do you think of this trade here? Yeah, I like Higgins a lot. Uh, this is probably, unless they really get a deal done uh, his last year uh, before they need to pay Burrow as well. So he might be on the move. So I do think that they'll be open to feeding him. Um, but at the same time, I think people are way too down on Godwin and more. Um, as someone who lives in Chicago, I'm not necessarily sold yet on fields as a passer. Um, nor do I think that the Bears are suddenly become going to become this super pass-happy team. But I think there's a non-zero chance that one or both of Godwin or more could outscore Higgins this year. Um, I, I'm not expecting that to happen, but it's possible. So I, I do think the value is there. The gap's not quite as far as some people might think just because Tom Brady retired. Godwin's still a very talented wide receiver as well. And then also, I, I'm not necessarily the highest on Dobbins. I do think it's still going to be somewhat of a committee, but certainly he'll be in the lead of that committee. Um, but I'm also not as high on Reminder Stevenson as a lot of people are. So I think the gap between him and Dobbins is far less than the first. So I also would side with you guys on this one. Yeah, and it gives you more pieces, more things to move forward. The next trade that we did, you know, he had Brock Purdy. Not interested at all in keeping Brock Purdy. He, he made that clear. So he ends up getting Desmond Ritter in a 25 second. It is, he got a kicker thrown in there. We're not even going to cover that. But Russ, a lot of people ask me all the time, what do I think of Brock Purdy? You know, what do we think of Trey Lance? I feel like everyone talks about that. In this particular trade, it was a matter of just, you know, I think Ritter is a guy that has some upside. That offense, everything around him is fantastic. We'll see what he can do. But then you get the insulation of that 25 second. What are you doing with Brock Purdy right now? I, I own very minimal shares, but I'm seeing all over the place when you're looking at values. I have zero shares. Uh, but the thing that we really need to sort of remember was while the team, the San Francisco 49ers, did really well while Brock Purdy was in there, he was putting up like 17 points per game. It was 
nothing exciting. His story was the exciting part. So even if he does walk in at some point this season, maybe even next season as the starter, any starting quarterback for a Shanahan offense is going to be pretty good. Lance has the chance to be great just based on his, you know, intangibles, having no idea what he'll look like as an NFL quarterback because we haven't really seen it. So I love this. The thing is, I mean, Ritter isn't the solution in Atlanta. So I love this trade only because you're getting a second on what seems to be a pretty even swap to me. Mm -hmm. So give me that second. Give me Ritter. Someone's going to need a starting quarterback that they know is starting sometime before the season starts. I use that. I try and see if I can get a 24 first for Ritter or Ritter in a second for a first. Like I try and yep. do something with Ritter before the season starts, especially if if you're trying to compete. And if you're rolling in with like Godwin and Moore and Dobbins, you're going to need a studlier quarterback than these guys. So take this and keep rolling. Like I love this move, but it definitely should not be the last. I love it. And he was like, John, can I get a 24 third in there? Talk to me sometimes about when people try to just get too much, right? This was the deal that was sent there. The amount of should I counter and ask for more, you know, like this to me, Ritter I have higher up than Purdy in my rankings. So is it is getting a 25 second. Talk to me about when it's too much. You know, so everybody always wants to win their trade and get a mm -hmm. little bit more. How do you na navigate that? Because I feel like that's something that the dynasty owners ask all the time, right? They're like, oh, this seems fair. What else should I ask for? You know, and sometimes it's egregious where you'll offer this and the guy will be like, no, give me a 24 first instead. You know, and it just it kills the negotiations. Yeah, there's really um, a few things that I would say to that. You first need to know who you're dealing with, right? Because there are certain individuals that feel like they're giving you their best offer. And it's almost like insulting if you like counter on top of that. And um, in many cases, I'll end up talking to them later. And they're like, that was like my firm best offer. And I wasn't going to budge off. So even asking for another third was too much for me. And so the, the trade kind of falls apart. And so um, at the same time, I do like, as many of our listeners know, to use thirds and fourths when, you know, we're not quite there to kind of throw those in mm -hmm. there as candy to get a deal done. And then you become known as a good trade partner who's willing to kind of make that last move to get to the right balance and make a deal. So I think really it is you got to know who you're dealing with, know um, when you might be pushing a little bit too hard. If you kind of know how this other gm views these players and or maybe trade charts that they look at and you think you might be pushing it a little bit too hard you just got to ask yourself is that last little piece worth risking the whole deal for so yeah, i love that uh, yeah no that that's right on the next one we have sent in from the pen is mightier which we we love that from a little uh celebrity jeopardy here a couple questions he had that were specifically directed towards russ the first one 12 team super flex start 10 win now he gave the 108, a 24 first, and Aaron Rodgers, and got Joe Burrow and Rashad Penny. How are you feeling on this one? Very, very, very rarely do you pay for Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, Joe Burrow, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, and be like, oh, man, I wish you didn't do that. I, this is great. Like, I mean – at 12 team superflex the 108 that is like the limit of my caring at the 108 you're talking quentin johnston if you want to be weird about it go take will levis or like if you're a bigger zay flowers person like i want 
Quentin Johnston there. Like I, that's the literally the last pick I really, really care about. But if you're telling me I can do that again, like they put should be a late first, like assuming if it's mine, like that's the best I could do right now. And Aaron Rodgers, and I can go get Joe Burrow. Who's what? 24, 25 killing it. No reason for that to stop because man, I hope they sign T Higgins back. Like part of me wants him to go be an alpha somewhere, but part of me is like, no, this offense is just too good. Let it keep going. And right you can go get Joe Bur- you're like, yeah, you go get Joe Burrow for that. Yeah, you get Burrow. Smash except it's a smash. And, and he knows, you know, he's he's a listener of the podcast. He, and he does another one here. 10 team superflex knows that that 108 is where there's start to be a little bit of a separation. He gave the 108 and the 206 and Mung, he got Saquon Barkley in a start nine 10 team league. Another one where I'm like, bravo, and I think you absolutely killed this. Yeah, I think there's an APP out for this guy right now because um, he is definitely wanted for theft in both of these cases. I, I don't know that I have much to add other than that. Yeah, he absolutely killed all of his, you know, and he, he has another one there with the 106 and the 24 first that looks late for the 103 and the 203. Moving into that, that top three area is, is an absolute you know, great move there. Another one sent in, again, like we, we put out there in the Patreon, at least hey, that one was fair value, that last one. That was. That was. The other two. Like, that feels fair. The other two are just it. like, oh, good for you, man. <laughs> like, <that last> one, <laughs> exactly. Like, I agree with that. <laughs> you were given you, you were given the pen is mightier, the John Hampton approach, the little the clap, you know, just trying to let him know he was he was nailing it. Um, you know, one thing I wanted to say is fruit through our Patreon, and I put that out. Uh, we are doing a Father's Day giveaway, a Garrett Wilson signed jersey. Uh, if you guys are in the Patreon, we're going to be giving that away. So if you, now's the perfect time to join in all of our rankings, all of our discussions in there. If you guys are already in there, you know, fingers crossed, it's going to be a, a cool thing to send out. We're glad we could do that. Um, this one sent in from Robin, Robin Noso trade floating around. And this one, he wanted to direct towards Russ as well, um, that he would give me getting Brees Hall, Tyree kill and Jamison Williams for Jalen Waddle, T Higgins and a 25 first. He says, I realize this this would limit my longevity side of my team, but am I crazy to consider this? I would put Hall in the flex spot where Higgins is. The window of Hall, Hill, Bijan, JT, and A.J. Brown is awesome. I plan on this first to be late. We all plan on those first to be late when we start talking this way. But, Russ, is this a matter of those warm, fuzzy feelings, or is this the trade that we want to make? So you're getting Brees Hall, Tyreek Hill, and Jamison Williams for Waddle Higgins in a first. Yeah, this – I mean, again, you're making me – Wow, like you're making me think that a trade is okay to trade away Waddle and Higgins when that is the absolute wrong answer, no matter what the other side is. Thank you. But like, I get it. Like, if we're talking about like, like, oh, this is my window year. This is that. Brees Hall might not be the right way to go. Like, I love Brees Hall, and he showed that he can be an elite running back in this league. It's gonna take him a couple of months to get his legs back under him after coming off the ACL. Yeah. So like, if you survive through that, yeah, I mean. Adding Hall and no Hill. Sorry, the names are too close. I'm never going to get that right. And if Jamison comes back, like good, he gets a little extra resting, you know, time for those six weeks and whatever. Like he comes back to a percentage of what the people who were high on him hopes he can be. He could be a great flex spot, working his way into a like a wide receiver three spot on your team. Not saying he's a fantasy wide receiver three. Saying like he'll be one of those guys that can probably give you constant like low end wide receiver two with. Mm-hmm. very high spike weeks just with the style of game he plays 
that being said, man, I still just want Waddle Higgins end. I mean, the 25 first makes me feel a little bit more okay about it. You know, the players and the positional bias is so strong in this that I can't really pick away from Waddle Higgins in the first, but I yeah. get it. And I think the value is good. And that was my almost exactly mm-hmm. what I said to him is, you know, people want you sometimes in a question like this to direct you towards a certain way. But I think us as analysts, sometimes we got to be, especially guys that are in the Patreon and things like that. No, this is not the way that I would have read. I mean, what I said to him was the difference between Hill and Waddle, you know, your value on Waddle is so much higher than Tyreek Hill. You're, you're going to get more years and you're going to get similar type production. T Higgins, same thing. T Higgins, is, is going to put you up similar type production as Hall. You know, I think we have this area where if you are in a win-now situation, I think there's an interesting call here where there's different guys you're going for, right? Like if you are trying to push the chips all in, I don't think Jamison Williams is the guy that you're buying. Right, you know, that's right. Receiver. I think Tyreek Hill would be, but, the, you know, giving up Waddle to get him feels yeah. different. Like If we're going all in, I'm buying Derrick Henry, Christian McCaffrey, yeah. Tyreek Hill in that type that's of right. situation, you know, and I know – among the the Miami wide receivers, I mean, we've talked a lot of Waddle versus you know Tyree Kill, but I I feel like we're just giving up way too much here. Are you in agreement? I wrestle with this one, which to me means it's pretty fair overall. Um, I, I think because one the first isn't until twenty twenty five, two years out, I'm I'm less hesitant to be mortgaging the future, assuming he still has at least one twenty twenty four first. Um, and then also, I, I'm less so concerned about Brees Hall than guys like Javante Williams, who we've discussed in the past. Um, so I, I think I'm okay with this move, especially, like I said, I'm a little worried about T. Higgins post-2023. Um, it depends on where he's going and with what quarterback. I don't know that he'll be quite as efficient as he has been with Burrow, uh, even alongside Chase. So I, I think it's close overall, and I'm okay with making the move to grab Hall and Hill uh, in a win-now move. John, you're, you talk win-now a lot. And what I was kind of suggesting to him is, if you want to win now, trade Waddle or Higgins and get two pieces. The The price tag on your Derrick Henrys, your Joe Mixons, your Dalvin Cooks, your you know, your running backs are going to produce, or even, you know, you could get Cooper Cup plus for Higgins if that's your try to move. You, want, you could get Devontae Adams, Diggs. You can make some of those kind of moves. But it's like, if you're not getting multiple win now pieces, are you really winning this trade? Yeah, that's the thing. And I'll come back to really the point that Russ was making and what I've been emphasizing for the listeners, which is kind of stay in one direction. In this case, okay, you want to come out contending, but you're not going to have Jamison Williams for the first third of the season. Brees Hall is definitely not going to be 100% yet either. So you're going to come out, you might drop a few games and kind of be struggling to keep up in the standings. So target assets that are going to make more sense for a contending roster. So yeah, maybe you break this trade down. I personally think you're getting good value, but even if let's say you're, you're targeting year two for that squad where Brees is more healthy and Jameson maybe is, is playing pretty well. Well, how much more is Tyreek going to be around? He's already kind of come out and said he might just play two more years. So, mm-hmm. you know, year two, year three, you, you've kind of hurt yourself. I, even in a win now type of role, I would say go back and look at this one again. And I would kind of value Higgins Waddle in the first over um, the other side, in my view. I like it. Next one from Naheem H. Must be a big Naheem Hines fan. The first one, Russ, it is, is Naheem Hines. 
it, it might actually be him. You know, like, he's this is not big. doing a lot this in is the a league big deal. right now. So <laughs> thank you for joining the Patreon, Naheem Hines. So the first one, and just so you know, he's in a rebuilding process, you know, so he is going through here and you're looking at uh, John, you know, Jackson Smith and Jigba in a 24 first on the one side and then CJ. Oh, there it is. You know, is that, is that autograph from Woo. our man in the Patreon? If you're not wow. on YouTube, Impressive. he's holding that up there. Russ, we're looking at Jackson Smith and Jigba in a 24 first or CJ Stroud in 24 second and a 25 second. The one thing he says, his only quarterback is Jordan Love and he's rebuilding because he has now 5 25 24 first we all know the prize of the 24 first class you know is is at that running back or wide <laughs> quarterback position so he's going here and he's just getting what he believes is smith and jigba who's a better prospect and the 24 first what are your thoughts here it's really funny uh on wednesday nights i do a live stream with peter howard and zach reed uh the grind it's on dlf and peter's channel and whatever i don't even know because he goes out to like 16 places but it's really funny. You know, it's live. People ask us questions and they're just like, all right, what do you think of this trade? This for this, for this. And my team is, and we stop reading the second we see my team is, because it literally doesn't matter. Especially right now, like we've been saying this entire time, you're not setting lineups. It doesn't really matter what your team is. Um, we are assuming if you're in here asking trade questions, you have a league that will trade decently. Otherwise, you just take what you get and just run with it because otherwise, if it's a trade, a league that doesn't trade, go get a new league. Um, so not really caring what his quarterback room looks like. There are leagues where I probably would have taken Smith and Jigba over Stroud. And that is me being crazy and loving wide receivers and loving Smith and Jigba. That being said, you know, give me a first over 24 and 25 seconds. So like I, you know. This is pretty easily the JSN side for me. Stroud yeah. and Young are very good quarterbacks. I think something weird would have to happen for them to pull their way into top like eight-ish quarterbacks. Like getting like not to say like I don't think they're going to get close to the top three. You know, for me, it's Mahomes, Allen, and Hurts. But like, what has to happen for the teams they're on right now for these guys to pass Lamar, Burrow, Herbert? Um, Lawrence Field, like a lot's gonna have to happen for those guys to climb. Not much has to happen for Smith and Jigba to really raise his value. Like I'm going in yeah. with the ex expectation of he's gonna slow burn himself in because Tyler Lockett is still very, very good, and he's more like Lockett than nobody is like DK Metcalf. That man's not human. Um, so if he just walks in and becomes that wide receiver too. He's DLF's wide receiver, I think 14. Like he can easily jump up his way up to like that seven-ish area that Wilson and Olave kept finding themselves around. So I like I just I really think this is the overall right side of the trade. I think this is like a win where I know a lot of people will say, oh, well, it's a super flex. You didn't get the quarterback and didn't give one up. So, but I, I really, I'm on the JSN and the first side. Elite yeah. wide receivers over that. Like ultimately, his ceiling as CJ Stroud is like. Dak Prescott QB 12 range. Like, you know? I love and that's, Tua to no yeah. ends. Well, and that's where their value is right Sorry, now. Tua he's, not gonna be, he's not going to be either. that elite guy. So yeah. I trade him away a lot. And that's why I usually avoid that middle tier. John, the other one sent in here from C3. Yeah. And and I want Mung really to chime in on this one too because it involves the 102. He gets, he said he's rebuilding. He's draining mm -hmm. the 102 for the 106, the 206, and a 24 third. Is that enough for you? Because 
we, we look at well, we all agree Richardson is that guy. He's an absolute smash at one two. Is one six enough? So let's say that's Stroud here. Is Stroud and two oh six and that twenty four third enough? If not, how much should it be? Yeah, and I, I'll actually throw one more thing before we just get into this trade. That previous one, one thing to think about: if you're accumulating all these twenty four firsts, it's not a bad idea to just roll with Jordan Love, lower your your overall uh, max points for your potential points and grab a quarterback or two next year with all this 24 first keep building around this 24 first maybe you get caleb williams or drake may or one of these guys and, and we talked about that and in you still have jason yeah that's yeah. why we avoided running backs in 23 and most of my teams that were rebuilt have both gibbs and Bijan now because we avoided that next year it's quarterback so that's a great point there yeah and in uh, most drafts that i've been in at 106, it's it typically has been JSN. I have seen Stroud there, but it's more likely. Um, but regardless of which player is there, moving a mid-second and a third, which I often just kind of toss as a toss-in, I don't mind going up to get Anthony Richardson if you really believe in that he could be that premium player. The ceiling, I think, is there. Uh, you know, Again, we've debated this all offseason. Is he really going to be the man? I think he is really positioned to potentially be a premium asset with all that rushing upside. His athleticism is just next to none. So Again, I, I don't mind making the do move with yeah. that rushing upside. Mid with you know, if he gets in that seven eight hundred yard range, he'll still only yeah. throw for one hundred fifty yards in a touchdown right. a game. Mung, you're huge on Richardson. I'm almost to a point where there's almost a twenty four first difference for me between one hundred two and one hundred six. Not quite, but it's getting really close. And for me, it would have to be, you know, a top six 2024 first for me to sell the 102 at this point. Um, I have Richardson and Bijan in their own tier well above the rest of this rookie class in Superflex. Um, for me, while Young and Stroud are great prospects, neither of them really carry that rushing upside that we want in fantasy. So even though Stroud might be mobile, we still have yet to see him really use his legs a little bit more versus the guy who nicknamed himself Cam Jackson in high school, who could rush for you know close to a thousand yards, potentially more, uh, also paired with Jalen Hurts's quarterback coach or offensive coordinator from last year, who is not going to be hesitant to use Richardson around the goal line as a runner either. From what we saw from Hurts, um, I, I think you're potentially trading away a, a league winner for probably a wide receiver at the 106. Um, I would need a 2024 first minimum on top of that to consider selling the 102. I mean, I wish I was cool enough to come up with my own nickname, Dynasty Dad. That's not anywhere near as cool as Cam Jackson. It's, so it doesn't work out well all the time. The Dynasty Outhouse. <laughs> so this one, and this guy must have made have came up with his own nickname. It's Mr. Mangoes in a 10-team tight end premium. AJ Brown or Cup and Kittle Russ? What do you got here? He said a 10-teamer uh, looking to compete. I mean, you gave him the answer when he asked it. So I don't know why you're bothered doing this now. I mean, read your reply. 10 team, that's an all-in move. I'd rather wait until mid-season to make sure they are healthy to push in. Yeah, that's absolutely right. I think it's a little light on value just because I'm, I really like A.J. Brown. He's my wide receiver three. He belongs not up there with Chase and Jefferson, but not that far off to me. Like, that offense isn't going to get worse. And A.J. Brown did really well so like i'm i'm in there i again i love getting cup and i love kittle especially at any premium whatsoever kittle's one of those tight ends where i don't even care if it's a premium he's so good with yak and you know bringing that in for the touchdown that it doesn't matter that 
I, I just I like having him on my team. But it feels a little heavy to give up AJ Brown for. Yeah. Well, and, and the, the, I, again, I, I, unless you're week eight and you lost someone. Yes. And, yeah. and you're just like, all right, I don't want to lose A.J. Brown, but Cup is scoring pretty much the same because they probably will. I don't care about the age. I just want to win this year. Throw me Kittle because my best tight end was Chig Okonkwo. And no offense, Chig, I know you're listening and we love you, but you're not George Kittle. So maybe one day, sorry, just grow the hair out. But like this is a like you said, this is a great like midseason or even like beginning of the season move if you want to. You're just giving up the young and sexy too easy. Yeah, thank you. Because that's and I I put mine in there. I didn't mean to like have that on there. But for me, it's like this is a big thing where it's like we don't have to. It's May, right? It's May. AJ Brown goes down to an injury. The value is going to be very minimal difference. Whereas Cooper Cup goes down, going to be crushed. You know, so I, there's no need to make this trade now. Mung, I know those are two guys that you absolutely love, especially Kittle. I'm starting to come around to it. If, if Purdy's there, I think Kittle's going to thrive. But this is an interesting trade. Talk to me a little bit about it. Yeah, this one's tough, too, because I do think one thing is Brown's potential might yet still be untapped because we saw that the Eagles were still pretty run-heavy last year. Um, but that could change even more this year. Um, we know that Hertz had a ton of rushing touchdowns near the goal line. Some of those, at least, should revert to passing touchdowns based on the ratio that they had last year. But at the same time, you know, as you kind of prefaced it, I am pretty high on Kittle. Whether it's Lance or Purdy, I, I do think they are going to trust either of those guys um, once they decide who it's going to be more than they did Garoppolo to throw a little bit more in the red zone. So I do think that while he may not have the same touchdown rate that we saw last year he had a ridiculous amount of touchdowns given his receptions but I do think he's been due for positive regression for touchdowns for years and years given how talented we know Kittle is so if you're confident in Cooper Cup's recovery and I think that the role he plays the way that he wins is not worrisome given his age um, he's not as reliant on speed as say maybe a Jameson Williams type, right? Something like that. So I think even though he's 30, he's fine. It's more Stafford's health that potentially scares me, right? Because we still don't know the extent of his injury. But overall, I think this is a fair enough trade that it would depend on team need. And again, as you guys said earlier in the show, how much is your league trading? Is this something you could potentially wait to get done once we see how Cup looks coming back from that ACL for the first couple of weeks? Russ, I mean, we we talked about A.J. Brown, and I think he's in a tier with C.D. Lamb right underneath Jefferson and Chase. Yeah. And I'm seeing him not quite being valued correctly, getting him traded quite a bit recently. And then another trade that came up there was A.J. Brown, the 108, and a 24 first, or Najee Harris, ETN, in the 106. So you look at the 106, 108, you know, that there's a slight tier break there. You look at the 24 first and Najee, and this trade comes real close down to A.J. Brown and ETN almost. I mean, I think – we're in an area where A.J. Brown is, can we say, too cheap as a wide receiver three, wide receiver four overall. He's not getting that same value that I believe he, he deserves. Oh, I'm with you on this one for sure. Um, I have, in somewhat recent history, paid a 24 first for Najee, mostly just because, you know, someone called me out while recording a show. And I'm just like, yeah, I'd pay 24 first for Najee. And then, mm -hmm. you know, he says, all right, we'll check your inbox. I'm like, well, I can't reject it now. I would do it all day. I think there's a bounce back coming oh. at least 
250 plus touches and you know 70 80 receptions yeah. are in that Workhorse. realm of possibility the dude played with the liz frank with steel plates like he's yeah just he's like iron man he's a tough dude he like never misses practice either i i will say this though if i had to jump in here it is coming back to what russ was just saying like you may want to hold off i mean trading for two running backs is very risky right mm -hmm. these guys are, are the you know the most susceptible position to getting hurt so you got to be careful like it is hard to find those young effective running backs but parting with aj brown and two assets that we know are going to accrue value and are, are essentially safe i kind of lean that direction for that reason very good a couple on the clock things like one thing in our patreon we're really big on in the discord is is draft help on the clock help like hey who do you do you know we want to be like your buddy that you always text but now you don't have to bother him you know we all have those russ i'm sure you do too you're like just make your own pick but we're here we care about that kind of stuff showboat and allen says man i'm at the 608 right now here's the wide receivers available who you taking so it's pickens flowers godwin dj moore Ayuk. Hollywood Brown, McLaurin. If you had to pick out of that list, who's that guy you're taking here? Well, you need to read that one more time. Um, Pickens, yeah, well, Flowers, Godwin, DJ Moore, Ayuk, and Hollywood. I need a good tight end still around. Um, yeah, like right. I actually said share the rest of the board because sometimes people just start <laughs> to get like right here. Out of this group, you know, like I was looking at Pickens is just a Pickens lot of guys the, are really down on him. the only one I would really want here because he's the only one to me that has the ability to really raise his value. Of course, Pickens uh, to certain people is still high for some reason, even though like – the, Matt Harmon the worst thing that ever happened to fantasy football were highlights. Like, you know, Odell Beckham just killed us all by making that one-handed grab. Uh, so, so, like, yeah, the Pickens, like, two or three times two years ago, like, his rookie year, just, like, showed us, like, yeah, last year. Like, yeah, I could do that a lot. Mm -hmm. But that, that team isn't set up for that. I think it will be. I think he will be good. The problem is there's a lot of very dependable pass catchers on that team. Like, you can't ignore Deontay and Muth, and they are just very good. Mm -hmm very good hands and, and yeah you're gonna get the claypool games where pickens will probably score four touchdowns and and, and that's when i sell him that <laughs> you know like yeah right on yeah but, yeah like a lot of people they, they see the reception perception see that he doesn't you know do well against x y or z and the, the yards of separation and stuff like that but you know pickens has that ability to raise in value Mung, i'm almost positive you were going to say zay flowers in this situation who has the ability to to raise up in value and, and john i mean from from your perspective you know you're looking at a win now here i mean godwin and dj moore have to jump off the page too yeah i mean i, I love zay flowers uh, steve smith said that he reminded him of himself so that's oh, no, uh, pretty no, high no, praise flowers now <laughs> i i've been of the firm belief that we're gonna see a revitalized baltimore offense under todd monken i think we're gonna see maybe not you know matthew stafford levels of pass volume back in detroit but i think lamar jackson could have career highs in pass attempts passing yards and passing touchdowns and uh, i i'm not too worried about odell beckham who was missing an acl coming back and assuming that number one position. Um, I think there's a decent chance that Zay Flowers could be the number two target behind Mark Andrews. Uh, so I love Flowers, but also let's not discount Marquise Brown, 
who, you know, DeAndre Hopkins is slated to be traded. And I've thrown this stat out so many times that I've lost count, but uh, Marquise Hollywood Brown, he was a top five, top six wide receiver in PPR points uh, in the first six weeks last year when DeAndre Hopkins was suspended. And if we're projecting for Hopkins to be gone in 2023, uh, I think that Brown could be a top 12 fantasy wide receiver this year. And he's still only 26 years old and people are, are writing him off. I don't get it. Um, before we move to the next one, I mean, this is mm-hmm. this is that area of the draft that I'm using right now. I'm really talking. I did a startup strategy with Zoltan the other day. I'm yeah. using my sixth round pick to try to move my packaging with my third to get a second first round pick somewhere mm-hmm. or or early yeah. second to get two quarterbacks like just because the quarterbacks are so scarce. And this mm-hmm. wide receiver area is kind of pick your poison. The next one, Glennie sent in. Love him. Uh, he said, this is a, a weird area because at the 5'7", this is what kind of veteran value you're talking about slightly ahead of where we were talking about with these sixth rounders. The fifth rounder, he, he had the choice of Cooper Cup, Stefan Diggs, Devontae Adams, Jerry Judy, or Traylon Burks. So you get the upside of Judy or Burks, or you have those those veterans who just do it year in and year out with Diggs, Cups, and Adams. How do you how do you like this is that area where it's they're worth the same in rookie pick values, but you're looking at 29, 30 year old guys versus 23, 24 year old breakout stars. Johnny. My bad. So yeah, I, I mean coming at this from a, a win now approach, I what I have seen a lot of right now is vets that um, people keep passing on because they want to stay young and kind of have that sexy roster. But at this point, like buy assets that are going to potentially accrue value. And once you're in season and you're watching these guys like Devonte Adams or Stefan Diggs drop in, you know, 20 plus points per week, the value could actually increase. I think if you see them sliding and I have seen this pretty consistently, I kind of like going and getting Devonte Adams here. I have them on a lot of my rosters. Digs, I would put right behind that. Um, you know, we, we've already talked about Cup a little bit, but I think that Diggs and Adams may be older, but still have a ton of longevity and are both in great situations where they're just going to get um, become these target hogs in those offenses and really contribute a ton and and kind of at least hold in on that value. And again, if, but if, if you kind of know your values and you're paying attention and these guys are sliding down draft boards because of that, that's where I'd really want to pounce kind of seeing the same thing on running backs and we've talked about this a little bit with you know your Dalvin Cooks and Derrick Henry's that are just super cheap right now so you can kind of wait and get those guys for for good value neither move them or enjoy the production Jerry Judy is a guy I just recently did a thread on where you look at you know over the final six weeks he's looking at wide receiver five he has I've been trading for him everywhere like he's one of my most owned wide receivers i like to draft in this area where a guy that i think can increase in value like a trail on burks or jerry judy russ when you're dealing with the clock and i know we're talking about the fifth round here so you, you know your first four picks are obviously going to be integral to that but how do you like to work this area of wide receivers if this is the route that you would be going what digs and adams they're just so good like don't get Dude. me wrong I- I, I love an out loud clap right there. I, yeah, I heard it. I heard it. <laughs> I love the out loud clap too. Like I, I love Pittman. I really love Judy and I'm still like, I, I greatly dislike these Judy can still be traded like things I see every once in a while because I just, I want him in that offense with Peyton and well, hopefully not terrible Russ Wilson, but like, especially like here, this is a startup and 
I, I will always admit I'm not the greatest at drafting, which is why I like trading so much more because I can just fix whatever I screw up. But like here, he, you know, they put their team in here of so far they've drafted Lamar, Brees, Alave, and ETN. And imagine sliding Adams into that where you have Lamar, Olave, Adams, and ETN starting the beginning of your season, full health, great new offense for Lamar, Brees working his way in a couple of weeks in. Most of your team is insanely young, but add Adams to it, they're insanely young and scoring a lot of points. So, like, I, like I think I like that. This is a great start to a draft because. The easiest year to win is year one because so many people just try to stay too young. But the way this draft started for for Glennie, I think it's I think it's the perfect time to go grab. I would have to flip a coin between Diggs and Adams to be honest. Like I don't know who I want more. It would probably be Adams just because every once in a while that uh, the Bills' offense just turns into Allen not knowing what to do and running the ball, like there's at least two games a season where he gets flustered or that, that uh, pass rush is just too good. And Diggs will probably go like three for 37. And you're just like, well, crap. All right. I, I don't really think that happens much for Devonte because he's just so good. Uh, and the Raiders have always kept themselves with a decent offensive line, not to mention Josh Jacobs behind him. So like, Are I, either of you I, guys worried about Jimmy Garoppolo at all? No, not in the least. No. Cause I'm I, I love Devontae. Adams. Worried. You guys, you know, John, you know, I've talked about I have digs higher because of, of those areas. And I'm a little bit worrisome as far as like when you draft that, right? Like I recently in Smash Except, I believe it was Smash Except eight, you know, I ended up getting digs and Adams and and a lot of aging veterans where you're all in, right? So you went you get into that area where especially if you traded your 24 first, then you got to start making some moves there. Mung, out of that group, who's your guy here? I think it's still cup for me. Like I said, I'm not as worried about the ACL um, because of the way that he wins and also assuming a healthy Stafford. They have nobody else on that team. I mean, he could see just immense, immense target volume. Um, I like Diggs behind him because I do think that Allen, it sounds like the Bills want him to throw a little bit more after he got banged up last year. Perhaps uh, they make him take fewer risks. Um, and he's still going to run and scramble and get some rushing touchdowns, but perhaps a little bit less, which could lead to, again, more red zone passing, which could lead to more digs touchdowns. Um, and I am a little concerned about Jimmy Garoppolo. I've never believed in Jimmy Garoppolo. Now, Adams is quarterback proof to an extent. I'm certainly not you know, dropping him out of the top 12 wide receivers for this coming season. Um, but at the same time, the other issue is that Garoppolo has been hurt a lot. Right. That's ultimately what got him bounced out of San Francisco, among other reasons. And it's not like they drafted Will Levis or something to back him up this year where they have a plan B. Their plan B is Brian Hoyer, which scares me a lot. If Garoppolo, who's already a, let's say, average passer, goes down, um, I, I'm just not sure that I would have faith in Hoyer to sustain truly elite production. What him. happened the last game that Devontae Adams caught passes from an old Patriots backup? I don't know. It's a good trivia question, but I'm sure it's Adams yeah. crushed it from Stidham. He did. He did. Hey, I love it. Uh, you know, if you guys, I feel like Russ, we could talk for hours on this and we're yes. about to, you know, I'm about to jump yep, on your podcast. And, yeah. uh, tell everybody where they can find your work. You know, like it's, it's been a blast having you on here, you know, and it's, it, 
you just bring a, a lot of you know different looks into how trades are and different insight. We really appreciate that. So tell everybody where they can find you and you know what you're working on, and uh, we'll close it out. Well, thank you. Well, I am at Dynasty Outhouse on Twitter. I am one half of the hosts of the Trade Addicts podcast, which uh, about to bring that guy on in about you know 15 minutes. Uh, also, we do Dynasty Game Night uh, for the DLF family of podcasts. We, I do Dynasty Wall Street for the Dynasty Trade Calculator podcast stream. Uh, I, I feel like I do. Oh, yeah. Wednesday, we do the DLF trade show for YouTube. We do the weekly grind, which is Wednesday nights live stream. Um, and then the rest of, is just all fantasy care stuff, fantasy cares or dot org um, on every single social media at fantasy cares org. Uh, donate whatever you can. And if you want to get cool stuff, also fantasy cares dot org slash shop where you get the awesome Scott Fishbowl 13 run 13. Yeah. SFB 13 stuff. And all that money goes to fantasy cares anyway. So that, that, that's my jam right now is fantasy care. So go, go check that out. And yeah, sign up for Scott Fishbowl if you haven't yet. A lot of respect for that. Yeah, guys, go out there, sign up for Scott Fishbowl, get your fantasy cares, go over there, and, and obviously check out the Trade Addicts pod. Thanks again for tuning in, guys, and enjoy the process. Hey, yo. <laughs>